Hello, these are your hosts, Grace and Kim. Hi. From the MISN CAP team. This podcast is under the Real Women's Forum and aims to serve and discuss themes on trust in relationships, sexual health, hygiene, racial issues, misogyny, among other things. One of those things is the addition of subjects that pertain to youth. We have created a new section under our podcast named Adolescence with an X, where we will discuss topics that particularly relate to youth. Before we start, a small disclaimer, the Real Women's Forum podcast does not issue any medical advice. Instead, the podcast serves as a safe and brave space for women and other members of the community to discuss, voice common concerns, and share their experiences. We encourage you to visit MISM's website to seek information on specialized programs regarding health insurance, improving birth outcomes, and educating teens on the risks of being sexually active. Today, we are here with Tina Nye, a podcast host, producer, and a young creative in the media industry. Thank you for taking some time to talk to us, Chi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to get into everything we're going to talk about. So, yay. Thanks for having All me. Right. <laughs> Let's jump right into it then. So what is it that you do and how did you get into it? Give us a little background. Yeah. So right now I host and produce my own podcast called The Court on like Apple Podcasts. And I got into it well last year over quarantine because there was literally nothing to do. Um, you couldn't work. You couldn't go out. You couldn't do anything. So I thought, why not make a podcast? Why not like try it out? I've always wanted to make one. I've always been into media and journalism. I studied media in college. So, you know, creating the podcast was a way for me to kind of differentiate myself from other people within the media industry, trying to also do the exact same thing I'm doing, trying to pursue that media journalism track. So yeah, I started that uh, last year, taught myself as much as I could. And then over time, I just started seeing opportunities just open up for me like once every couple of months something new was happening that kind of took me from like here to here then here to here then here to here so I just kind of been following that streamline of opportunities and you know just seeing where it takes me which has been pretty fun so yeah awesome (laughs) and what drew you specifically to podcasting like why not um, create a YouTube channel or do more traditional journalism why just record podcasts because everybody makes a YouTube channel. Like, that's like, I mean, and not to say that it's not a good idea. YouTube is like one of the best platforms for anybody trying to get into anything media, for anybody trying to share any kind of story or any kind of advice or anything. But I wanted to get into audio and podcasting because I felt that it was still budding. It's still a very new form of media. You know, not many people really know about the industry. Not many people care to know about the industry. A lot of people say, oh, I want to make a podcast. And they think it's just like a microphone and two people having a conversation, which is true. That technically is a podcast, but there's so much more that goes into the storytelling aspect of it, the editing, you know, having the right audio software, um, making sure that you're recording in a conducive space for your show. So there were just so many things that I was just honestly interested in learning about and interested in, you know, one day hopefully teaching other people about. And I liked how a lot of other media companies are like starting to implement podcasting more and more into their platforms, into their companies, which is pretty cool. And with podcasting, you don't got to get dressed up. 
<laughs> you know, you don't need a nice camera. You don't need like a nice, pretty background. You just need your voice, a voice and a microphone. And that's also why I love it. Like I record most of my episodes in pajamas and no one knows because just my voice. And I think the voice is also so, 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 so powerful. And I wanted to just play with all those different elements and just learn as much as I can on my own and then take what I've learned, take what I've learned from others and just take it into, you know, all the different spaces of media that I end up working in. So, yeah. That's cool. I feel like it's kind of amazing that you want to take what you're learning and kind of issue it back out to other people, I think. And share the knowledge. Yeah. I think that there's in a lot of spaces in the media industry, there's um, gatekeeping and it makes it really hard to become successful, especially as a Black woman. And so it's really great that one of your goals is to not do that. And try to make it easier for other people, especially as you're navigating a relatively newer field. So the next question we have for you is, how do you keep yourself up to date in a constantly changing and developing field? I know some podcasts have a lot to do with what's new in the media, what's going on today, and kind of issues that people are facing right now. So how do you keep yourself up to date, stay on top of everything, and then also like manage your time as well? Yeah, I mean, I'm on Twitter all the time. Like I'm just I'm always on Twitter. Like that's love it. Twitter is the news. <laughs> no, literally Twitter. It it shouldn't be, but Twitter is my news, especially but mainly for pop culture reasons because everything yeah. is discussed on Twitter. So like keeping up with Twitter, keeping up with like what's going on on Instagram, different Instagram trends. I do spend a lot of time listening to other podcasts too and listening to what they're talking about, specifically podcasts that are by Black women, just to see like, all right, what are they getting into? What are they, what are their listeners interested in hearing about? How can I tailor this to my show? Um, And then in terms of like the industry itself, I subscribe to uh, this platform called Pod News. P-O-D-N-E-W-S. And it's just a daily newsletter that goes out that gives like a rundown of different things happening in the podcast industry on the business side, different developments to different companies. And then also like, luckily, the different softwares and platforms I use to produce my show, um, like Anchor, and at one point, Buzzsprout, they send out newsletters too, that also help you keep up to date with what's going on in podcasting, what's going on with everything. So I just try my best to just take from what I have. I try to read up on the business side, read up on the content side, read up on what other hosts are doing, what other producers are doing. And then in terms of just managing myself, you know, I definitely try to manifest and meditate and pray all the time. Like that's just like what I definitely need to do. It helps me feel better. It helps my soul feel better. You got to make sure I'm eating three times a day at least. I don't always do it, but I'm trying to get better at it. And then, you know, just doing things that take care of myself, going to the gym, you know, writing, continuing to feed my creative outlet and just um, just fuel my creative energy, all that good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, and for those listeners who may be thinking into going into podcasting themselves, what does it take to have like a unique podcast, something that invites people in and something that would differentiate um, their podcast from others that are out there? This was the question that held me back from starting my show because I was like, all right, everybody is doing podcasts. What can make mine different? And I think what helped me tackle that was when I figured out what was important to me and how I wanted to share that. You know, my podcast kind of like came into fruition through like a lot of personal things that happened in my life. And a lot of things that I saw in the media, like a lot of my episodes are based off of conversations I've had with friends. The whole premise of it 
is for it to be the home court advantage for young Black girls and Black women. And that stems from me seeing so many Black women in and out of media, so many Black women in society, their opinions getting tossed to the side, their perspectives not being cared about, them as human beings being wiped away, no one really caring about what happens and what the truth is that happened to them. So I've just seen too many ways that Black women have been belittled and not cared about in the capacity they should be cared about in the media. And I wanted to change that. So you know, for anybody that wants to start a show but has hesitancy because they don't know how to make theirs different, it starts from what do you care about, about what fuels you, what's what's going to motivate you to continue making episodes. Because once you figure that out, then it becomes easier to craft episodes around that theme of things. It becomes easier for you to find guests, to find other shows you may want to cross promo with. And then, yeah, so it really just roots from what what do you care about? What's, what's an issue that you want the world to know about from your point of view? Mm-hmm. Right. And along the lines of what you just said, I feel like it's important to note for our listeners that we all do have a unique voice. So even though like, the, I mean, generally the media industry is like very saturated. So there's always mm-hmm. going to be someone who's doing something similar to you or who has an idea that's like yours, but all of our voices are unique. So you may have a different way of talking about it or a different way of experiencing something that other people might identify with while someone who listens to another person's podcast may not identify with what they're saying. So I think it's important to not maybe harp on the fact that you need to be different and you need to be unique. And as Chi Chi was saying, discuss what you're passionate about and let your passion and your voice speak for itself. Definitely. If you're passionate and you express that through your voice, then listeners just connect with certain people like that. Like they know that they're genuine. And so mm-hmm. I think that could also help. Let's say you have a great podcast, but you just don't have listeners. How can you overcome that? Oh my gosh, that's me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it's, I'm not gonna lie. It's hard to get people to listen to podcasts. Um, I was recently speaking to a producer um, not too long ago and she told me the average listens per podcast are like a hundred listens. And that's not a lot. That is not a lot of people at all. So one thing I'm trying to do is not getting so caught up in who's listening, just making sure that I have content that people want to listen to. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully that just allows things to, you know, grow and flow over time. But there's obviously different methods to the madness to get your listenership up. You know, you could definitely have a social, definitely have social media pages like Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I even have to get into TikTok more to promote my show because TikTok is a monster in social media, um, having an email newsletter to send out to people who can also share that with other people, connecting with people and not even just in podcasting, in the media industry in general, or honestly, anybody, even this right here is a calm, cool connection. Work on getting comfortable talking about your podcast to people outside of your general circle, like work on the elevator pitch for your podcast, work on just getting it out there You have to get excited about your show so that other people can get excited about your show. You have to be amped and hype and ready to talk about it whenever you can so that other people can listen. Because you never know who it can fall in the hands of. I don't know who's listening to my show. I know some people that have told me, like, obviously close friends, but I've also talked about my show to a lot of, like, older professionals in the media industry. So who knows who they've passed the show along to, who's heard it, who hasn't. And you never know. So obviously make sure you get the content down and then, you know, just keep promoting it through word of mouth, keep promoting it through your social media pages, your email newsletters, all of that good stuff. And over time, you'll see the listenership 
increase. I hope y'all taking notes, listeners, because she just gave <laughs> a lot of advice. <laughs> yes. And honestly, back to the um what you guys were saying before, like one thing that was always told to me, especially when I was first starting that, was like your opinion matters, your perspective matters. Even if you think that it's the same as someone else's or very similar to someone else's, we're all our own people at the end of the day. We all have very different experiences, person to person to person to person to person. So don't ever feel that what you want to do has already been done. And maybe it has, but no one's going to do it like you're going to do it. So it's all about like believing. It's so cliche, but it's all, it really is all about believing, believing in yourself and believing in the talent that you have and moving in that. And I know you touched upon this a little bit, but um, what do you feel like the young people can learn from your journey, um, specifically like where you are now? Yeah, I think, and I honestly had to learn it myself now in my early 20s. You have to trust yourself. You have to. You have to trust, believe, and bet on yourself. Because like I'm growing up, well, not growing up, I still am the oldest child of two Nigerian immigrant parents. I'm the oldest daughter. And even when I started college, I started college as pre-med psychology because I thought I had to be a doctor because everyone else around me was slash that's what they wanted me to be. And I realized like less than halfway through my first semester of college, I'm making everyone else around me happy, but I'm miserable and I'm the one experiencing this. This is my life. I should not be miserable in my own life. That doesn't even make sense. And, you know, putting that foot down and like telling my parents like, no, I I don't want to do what you want me to do was probably the best thing I could have done for myself. It was the first step of me trusting what I really wanted and not basing what I want off my parents' opinion. And that really helped me learn to not base what I want off anybody's opinion. Like, obviously you want to hear feedback. You want to hear other people's input. You want to hear advice. All that is good. But at the end of the day, you are the sole decider of what happens to you. So, you know, you have to trust and believe in yourself. And another thing, you can't be afraid to unapologetically be yourself either. And I'm, I struggle with this too. And I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely in a better place than I used to be. But it's all about just practicing, like putting yourself first and putting your best self forward and believing that what you want is possible. It's, it can be hard. It can be very hard to get there. But if you believe it's possible, it will happen. Like I always say, when there's a will, there's a way and I'm a willful person. So what I want is going to happen. And you also have to be patient and you got to trust the journey too, because if you're so caught up in the end goal, you, you're going to get frustrated and you're going to get mad when things don't pan out as quickly as you want them to. You know, you can't, you got to fall in love with the journey. Don't compare your journey to the next person because you don't know where they started from. You don't know how long they've been doing this. All right. Yeah. Intimation, trust yourself, believe in yourself and trust the journey mm-hmm. and it will be okay. Yeah. I also think that especially when you're really focused on the end goal, you, once you achieve it, it's like, okay, what now? Because mm-hmm. you're kind of banking on the end goal to bring you whatever fulfillment you're looking for. And so you get there and it's like, well, all right, <laughs> this was great. Um, yes. next? Um, but when you are more focused on enjoying the journey and the process of getting to where you want to go, then it's easier to kind of, I guess, remove the ceiling for yourself and keep pushing because mm-hmm. you're focused on enjoying the process. So I know you touched on this before and kind of coming from a Nigerian home and typically what um, they expect <laughs> of, <laughs> of their kids. 
Um, and I know like the media industry is not necessarily something that a lot of parents are super eager for their kids to be a part of. So our question that we have for you is how was your support system throughout your journey? Or are you trying to figure out exactly what it is that you're trying to do? And do you have any advice for people who are struggling to find support or guidance going into maybe an industry that's not typically favorable? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Like I will say what I did, like not doing what my parents wanted me to do was a very brave move on my part. I didn't realize how brave it was until I looked around me and saw that other people were having the same struggle, but couldn't break away from what their parents wanted. And I'm fortunate enough to have parents that respected my decision. They still have their questions. They're still like, wait, what are you trying to do? Like, is this going to make you any money? My mom was just talking to me about how I need to still try to have a traditional and tangible career, even though what I want to do is tangible, even if it's not traditional. They want to put yeah, exactly. Backup plan, yeah. Exact backup plan if things don't if things don't work out and it's like things are gonna work out. But honestly, I had to learn to be my own support system for a little bit because there was a period of time where my parents had no they wanted me to go back to medicine. They wanted me to, you know, like why would you switch? Can you switch back? Is it too late? It was tough because I'm thinking at that point when they're saying that I'm still 18, 19 years old, I still I'm in like the weird stage of like, all right, I'm an adult. Like my parents really weren't telling me what to do at that point anymore. But at the same time, I was so used to them telling me what to do. Like I didn't, honestly, I wouldn't have ended up at NYU if it wasn't for them telling me to apply and telling me that's where I was going to school. Mm-hmm. I didn't even want to go there. So I had to like literally kind of rewire my brain's thinking and teach myself how to solely depend on me how to solely depend on my talents. And I thought, and I have to think to myself, all right, you know what? Prove them wrong. Every naysayer, every person that tells you that you need to be realistic, prove them wrong and show them that what you want to do is very realistic for you. Because it was either me suffer in silence and do what everyone wants me to do and have all the support in the world or me be happy and be my own support system. And through me being my own support system, I accomplished so much. You know, there was a semester of school where I was writing for my school's newspaper, interning at NBC, doing so many different things at once. And once like I had something tangible to show my parents like, yo, this is what I want to do and what I'm doing is going to work out for me. They started to see the vision. They started to see, oh wait, you actually can do this. It actually is very possible. And another great thing is my friends. My friends, including you, Grace, obviously, like all of my friends have been the best supporters like I could ever ask for. Like we were just away and my friends and I were in like a bar or whatever. We were just like talking about like careers and what we wanted to do. And then it got to me. And one of my friends was like, she's going to be famous. Like give her 10 years. Like you don't even understand. Like she is going to be famous. She is going to make it like you have no idea. Like you're talking to, you're literally talking to the next Oprah. Like you don't understand yet. You don't know yet. And it's like, they're my friends. So obviously they're going to gas me. They're going to say all these nice things, but to hear them say that out their mouths and like actually mean it always means the world to me. And my friends know me better than I know myself. So to see them push for me and advocate for me, to see how I've inspired a lot of people to do what I did and just kind of break away from what the family wants you to do and just kind of do what you want to do and just do what makes you happy. 
that awarded me so much more support from people that I didn't even know. And that was so beautiful for me to see. So unfortunately, you do have to learn to be your own support system first, which is hard because you're one person. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when there's so many naysayers around you, you start to think that your dream is more of a fantasy than a potential reality. But you have to strengthen that support system, be your own support system, be your own best friend, be your own biggest advocate. And then over time, people will start to advocate for you because of how much you advocate for yourself, because of how seriously you take yourself, you take your dream, you take your craft. And even in my family, my younger brother is a whole musician going to school to study music. Like what? Since when? That doesn't happen. That never happens in Nigerian families. But at the same time, I think seeing me do what I want to do allowed my parents to, you know, say, you know, we can't force them to be who we want them to be. They have to follow their own talents. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing to see my actions ripple into greater actions for others, um, whether it's my siblings, friends, people I don't know. I just love to hear, I just love when people come back to me and say that they're really inspired by the things that I'm doing. Even though it still doesn't feel like I'm doing much, it's cool. So yeah, for anybody that's really struggling to, you know, break free from kind of the reins of what's expected of you, especially from family, it goes back to, again, cliche, but believing in yourself and just entrusting yourself and, you know, just being your own support system and trusting that the universe is going to give you what you want. Yeah, that's very important. It's like giving yourself affirmations, you know, I can do this, I will do this. So it's Mm -hmm. gonna happen. So yeah, I definitely believe in yourself. I know it can be very hard. Like personally, I struggle with that. Um, But it is important to be your own social support because some people don't have that. So it's great that you said, you know, you look out for yourself, take care of yourself. And I honestly like, as much as it is kind of cliche, people are always saying like, if you don't believe in yourself, then who will? Or if you're not your own support system, who's going to be that for you? And that, you know, we there's a lot of stuff that we do have to do alone. <clears throat> and I feel like in a lot of ways, we kind of have to hold ourselves to a certain standard before we can expect other people to be willing to support that. And so you're a perfect example of what it's like to, you know, be your support system, believe in yourself. And then other people are kind of like, you know what, maybe I should have listened to her when she said it was going to work out because <laughs> I'm seeing it's working out. Exactly. <laughs> And uh, another question would be, how do you keep yourself focused um, on achieving your goals for work as well as your personal ventures? Yeah, I mean, I'm in a very awesome position where like my work and my personal ventures cross paths a lot. So honestly, as long as I'm taking care of myself and my work goals, my career goals, they always follow through. I don't know what it is about the universe and me, but professionally and academically, I've always been pretty solid. I've always I've always been very taken care of even like when I have gaps in between a job or like right now I have my internship ending so I'm you know in the process of like looking for other jobs and things like that those gaps worry me I don't like being idle I don't like not having anything but at the same time it's like I know from past experience that all right just Chi Chi just keep taking care of yourself keep meditating keep manifesting keep praying keep writing, keep journaling, keep going to the gym, keep doing everything that you're doing every single day and everything is going to be fine. So yeah, I think it all roots from just how you manage yourself. Because one thing that really easy to do is to get so lost in your career goals that you lose yourself. 
let you do all these things to get to the very top. And like you said, like you have all these goals. And then once you get there, you're just like, ah, all right, what now? I don't even <laughs> know do- who I am anymore. <laughs> no, I don't even know who I am anymore. Like who, who am I outside of my accomplishments? And that is what I struggled with throughout college. And I fought to rewire. I needed to stay in touch with who I am and take hold of who I am and bring who I am into all workspaces because who I am fuels what I want to do. And learning that was probably the best thing I could have done for myself. And I walk with that every day. I walk with that in every job interview I go into. I walk with that with with any networking thing I go into. Like even when I network with people, I barely talk about like the work I've done. I talk about me as a person. And it gets me farther than I'd ever think it would. And even with the podcast, that was a personal venture that ended up being like the sole topic of conversation in every interview I was in before I got my internship. So, you know, I I really do believe it starts from you. It starts from how you take care and of and manage yourself. And then sooner than later, everything starts to follow suit. So, yeah, definitely. That's my take on that. Thank you for coming in to talk to us. Thank you for all your insight, of course. all your advice. I'm sure our listeners will definitely take something away. Yeah, so just thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. I love this. I love podcasts. So, and I love talking, obviously. <laughs> so thank you. If anyone listening is interested in being interviewed or knows someone that might be interested in being interviewed for our podcast, please reach out to us via text or call at 845-248-6101 or 845-248-3942. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.